Does your happy trail look more like a happy highway? Does your bush peek out over your fence? If you had to even think about the answer, you need the revolutionary products from Manscaped. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. And Manscaped's Platinum Package will make sure you're prepared when opportunity strikes. So join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT. And we are recording. Oh, yeah. Look at me wiggle. I'm, I'm ready, but I'm a little hungover. Yeah, from uh, from your donut or from alcohol? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say I got a donut on the air? I don't want people to think that I'm a train wreck. <laughs> I, I like how last week you were threatening your doctors with self-harm if you didn't lose any weight, and this week you're eating a donut. <laughs> I know. I wanted it so bad. <laughs> but it's totally not your fault. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this in uh, three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. Yeah, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Friendship Podcast. How's it going, Mr. Moe? Oh, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's just okay. (laughs) What's up, man? You got to enjoy Donut this morning. You should be way happier than that. Where's the sugar rush? Yeah. Where's the happiness? (laughs) (laughs) Where's the crying after because you feel bad? (laughs) Oh, that's that's coming later. (laughs) Don't you worry about nothing. Well, unlike you, I'm feeling great because I'm rocking my new gray true classic tee. And I do feel like I'm wearing almost like a push-up bra for these boobage. I feel good. I feel – and it was chest day yesterday at the gym, so it was awesome. <gasps> Me too. You know, you just make these boobs bounce, you know, you just make them do tricks. You can still see it over the shirt. That's how good it, the shirt is. And, you know, you can save 20% off by using promo code FRATCHAT at trueclassictees.com. That's right, 20% off. And if you shop over $100, you get free shipping. And then you too can do your chest titty dance like me. You can also save a lifetime of savings by just buying the shirt as opposed to lipo. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because I definitely... uh, Who needs lipo? Buy True Classic Tea. (laughs) Just text it all right in. It makes me feel great. Uh, (laughs) What are your plans today? You have fun plans? Uh, I do have a friend of the show, Greg Silverman's little birthday celebration today. So, oh, fun. Yeah, so it's at the Jersey Shore. So it should be fun. Good times. Happy birthday, Greg Silverman. Hope you're listening. And if you're not, I hope your birthday sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pissing your birthday cake. <laughs> new sponsor alert. I repeat, new sponsor alert. Stop what you're doing and listen to us right now because we got a new sponsor alert. 
Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirt a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Plus, our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the code FRATCHAT at trueclassic.com. Uh, Julie got COVID, so. No, she did. (laughs) 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 Uh, Meanwhile, my perfect genome was able to fight it through. Nice. I am waiting on the results of a home test right now to make sure I can go to this party in case Julie's bitch ass got me sick <laughs> this week. Oh but I feel gosh. good. So I don't think I have it. Yeah, I'm like, I hope I don't get it. And I look over and Julie's like breathing directly into my mouth as she sleeps. Like, <laughs> 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 I think I'll be okay. I'll just turn over this way. <laughs> That's love. Um, I think Justin Bieber has a house in, in Hoboken. Really? The Beebs is in Hobo Kid? Julie, go find him. Give him COVID. She's sleeping. (laughs) Oh my God. She's she's got COVID. (laughs) Well, I've seen Justin Bieber, but only half of him right now because he's got that thing. Oh, I heard. I saw a video about that. He's he's so sick. I'm sorry, Justin. I actually just saw paparazzi footage of him walking around somewhere and he looked fine. So, but the thing was, he was like walking in some city where he looked exactly like everyone there, but he had these like like six foot eight, four hundred pound bodyguards watching his back, which I get it, he's just a beard, but it's like, dude, if you weren't walking around with those people behind your back, no one would know who the fuck you are. You're calling more attention to yourself by having these monsters following you around and everybody's looking at you than if you were just walking around town. No one would fucking know who you were. You look like some kid. Do you think the bodyguards gang banging? <laughs> uh, I think I feel like they they look very snuggable bodyguards. So I feel like they at least hold. Maybe them. that's why his face is fucked up. Ah, he was holding the pillow. Yeah. Too long. <laughs> 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 that's so bad. Uh, sorry, Beebs. I love you, dude. You're cool. You're cool guy. You're okay. Cool <laughs> I like like two songs. I don't know yeah, what the fascination I mean, like, is with him. He's, he's just a I mean, white with tattoos. Guy. Is he tall? I feel like women are like, oh my God, he's tall with abs. Gotta have it. I don't understand. Uh, I don't know if he's tall with abs. He, he looks like he's like 5'9 and skinny to me. <laughs> like, he doesn't really look very muscular to me. Uh, but I get it. But the thing is, it's weird. Because a lot of these girls, like I remember girls in college, loved Justin Bieber. But at the time, he was like 15 with a bowl cut. And I was like, this is kind of rapey, girls. What are you doing? <laughs> what, yeah. What are, you, what are you heartthrobbing on this kid? You are way older than this. He's not this your kid. age. You know, yeah, if you want rapey. someone the bowl cut, I got this guy named, um, what was his name in the movie? It was Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd from Christmas. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Lloyd Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bowl cut and he's your age. Yeah, it's true. Have at it. Stop creeping on. I'm a young Beebs, you 
weird creeps. Yeah. Weird. I don't know how, how he put up with that shit. All these old women <laughs> wanted to diddle him. <laughs> Fucking weird. <laughs> Fucking weird. I would like to be um, adored by older women. If I was a stripper, I want to be a stripper for old women exclusively. I don't want any men to touch me. I just want all ladies to drool over me. I gotta say, grown-up cougars always like me. And maybe because I've been able to grow facial hair since I was like 13 years old. But, you know, they love me. They love the Garcia. So, I, I, I'd be down for the cougs. I can't really get my facial hair to connect. Thanks, Manscaped. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> the only time Simo had a successful beard was uh, prom in high school. We call her Jennifer. Oh my gosh. Shout out Jennifer. <laughs> oh wait. Well, her name was let's see, prom. I went to prom with a girl named Shannon. And then I made out with this girl named Ashley in the bathroom. But she At spelled your her prom? name. Yeah, she spelled her name with an I E. Ah <laughs> See well, well what kind of miserable life did you want to live, man? <laughs> I remember telling my mom like I I mean, out this girl at prom, the bathroom. My mom was like, "Oh," I was like, "Yeah." She spells her name Ashley with an I E. My mom was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, what did your prom date those. say about this? I think she was upset at the table. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, trust me, I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Was it good for you? It wasn't great for me. <laughs> she tasted like fish sticks. Let's just say that. Oh, man. Fish That's sticks sound stupid. good right now. <laughs> when did you wake you, up, it was Mario. <laughs> did you ever eat fish sticks as a kid? Uh, when, I, when I came from to America, I got to try fish sticks for the very first time. And I'm not going to lie, some of them are very weird. It's like frozen fish. What is it with, fish. with American, like spe- specifically white ladies that love fish sticks? Who came up with fish sticks? It's a good hangover food, but that's, I remember being younger being like, can I please dip them in something, anything that would mask this taste? <laughs> yeah, I was a tart. You need, you need a bunch of tartar sauce in there or else you got nothing, my friend. Come on, like here's some ketchup. You're Everybody welcome. Knows. It's all about the sauces, as quoted by Dan Nemeth. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I have a story for you that I think you'll love. It might be slightly disgusted by. And uh, I got it off. Uh, well, actually, originally, I read it off Snoop Dogg's Instagram. For some I love his Instagram. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's Instagram is great, dude. <laughs> it's my favorite Instagram account. It's so funny. <laughs> He's great. I get all my news from Snoop Dogg's Instagram now. I quit Twitter. I quit everything else. I just go to Snoop. Watch his funny videos. Did you know that he, <laughs> to this day, has been, I think he's been nominated like 15 times for a Grammy, but has never won a Grammy? What? Snoop Dogg's he's, never won a Grammy? No, he's the Susan Lucci of the Grammys. Oh. I was talking about roommate about this. Don't you think he should have like a like a um, lifetime achievement award at the Grammy? Can we start that petition online? Wait, now he's won he's won Grammys. You sure? Oh uh, wait, no, he's nominated. He's been nominated. How many Grammys does Snoop have? Snoop held the 
holds the runner-up record for most Grammy nominations without a win. Wow. Yeah, he's got 17 nominations without 17. winning. Now, back in the Tied day. With somebody named Chris Geringer, who I don't know who Chris Geringer is. Sounds like a homo. You know, back in the day, they wouldn't award a hip-hop artist with the Grammy. They were like, we're not, we're not validating this. Yeah, but since then, they've given so many fucking people uh, rap Grammy awards. But he's passed like his 99, time. Eminem was winning Grammy awards. So it's like Snoop was doing some good music back when rappers were winning awards. It is weird that he wouldn't get one. But I guess you're right. He was kind of, I don't know. Well, he needs a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, fuck Grammys. You fucked up. That's not cool. That is not cool. Oy vey. So what's your story about Snoop? uh, I went from Snoop's Instagram. I was like, I need to find out if the story's true. And I Googled it. It turns out it is true. So apparently this Hooters waitress was caught dipping hot wings in her vagina at Hooters. Why did she do that? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Someone tell me why. (laughs) Tell me why you put some Hooters wings in there. Why would she do that? Of course, this is in Houston, Texas. I almost thought this was Florida, but no, this was in Houston, Texas, where they like things a little bit spicier. And uh, her name is Jessica Sinclair, 24 years old. and She was taken into police custody after she was witnessed by co-workers dipping the hot wings into her vagina before serving them to customers. And from what the authorities said, she would <laughs> dip the wings in her vagina while on and off her period. And this was done to the customers who she perceived had been either rude to her or made off remarks about her appearance. Gross, right? Oh Gross. my god. <laughs> Now here's I didn't the even thing. think about the period aspect, but gross. <laughs> yeah, right. She can have a <laughs> juice on those hot wings. You get that. You get that new Hooters sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> now here's the thing: the introduction of blood to this crime increases the the jail time for it. So, like tampering with food, along with the addition of human blood, is a criminal offense with special circumstances. So it carries a sentence of up to twenty years in prison. Oh my god! Now, if she had added period blood to the mix, it could be up to ten years. So now, here's the thing: the family members of this Jessica Sinclair are claiming that while she has the appearance of a well put together person. She's actually kind of batshit crazy, and she suffers. Yeah, I tell you multiple- that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she suffers from multiple personality disorder and has a long history of incidents that end in either a jail stand for her or a mental hospital hold for three days. So they're saying, had Hooters conducted a simple background check, this whole incident could have been avoided. So they're blaming Hooters. I mean, like, they did a background check. Who she was. They put her in some brown panties and they were like, yeah, that looks <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, turn around, bend so. over. Yes, the background. <laughs> check his past. Her back looks nice, you guys. I saw it. <laughs> but what is that spotting? Yeah, right? Is that buffalo sauce that's spotting? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. Would that hurt? I tampered with food when I was working in the food industry. Have you ever messed with someone's food before? Be honest. Never, never did. That was the one thing. Oh, I no did. Matter, 
no matter how bad someone treated me, I couldn't ref- I couldn't do that to them because I just imagine you know the Eminem video uh, for the real Slim Shady when he shows him spitting in someone's onion rings and then it shows the lady like eating them and it's like it's like this big loogie like dripping in her oh, mouth. I am, <laughs> like I'm like dude I would have to be a monster to do that shit. <laughs> Yo, I spit I'm in like, someone's soup before. Oh! I had to and put soup in there. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't order the clam chowder. Shut up and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't order the clam gross. chowder, but you did order the common cold. You know, I, um, <laughs> I, I also... That's how COVID started. I remember I, I was such a brat, and I got in a lot of trouble. I used to put the pepper grinder in my middle pocket of my apron and then I would approach these ladies and be like did you want some of this? and I would like point to it like it, like it was near my penis right? I'd be like you want some of this? <laughs> and then <laughs> people would complain and be like he was gesturing to his penis like what? I was gesturing my pepper grinder you sick fuck <laughs> I'm guy. No, and then <laughs> excuse me. Would you like a breadstick? <laughs> yeah, I was that person. I was just a train wreck. And then, and then I would also um like people would be like, last time I came here, this was wrong, and this was wrong, and this was wrong, and I'd be like, why did you come back? Like, excuse me. That's a valid yeah. question. Why'd you come back? Um, <laughs> I remember this one one table one time was they were so mean. And the guy was such an asshole. And he ordered all these drinks, and I brought him water. He's like, he's like, I ordered this, 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 and this, and this, and this. I was like, yeah, and I brought you water. What are you gonna eat today? And then um, I remember the general manager was like, you can't talk to people like that. And I was like, I already know I'm not gonna get a tip because I helped them last time, and they didn't tip me. Why am I yeah, gonna bend over backwards for no money? You know? Uh, yeah, some people are fucking ass, and I don't get why people go up to like a restaurant worker. Be like, well, last time I was here, I didn't get cheese. And I was like, did I fucking serve you last time you were here? No. <laughs> the fuck off. I don't my care. Situation, what? My situation is like, did I serve you? Yes. Oh. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, you should have been nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember people so- be like, I didn't ask for avocado on the salad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll go make a new one right now. I would go into the, the kitchen. I would be like, what? I was taking off my fingers and I would spruce up the salad like this. And then I'd come out and make a fresh new salad just for you. With avocado all my fingernails. You know what though? I've never put hot wings in my vagina. No, I don't even know how that would work. I feel like that would hurt. It's like she's punishing herself. Like, if these things are mild saws, I feel like it still hurt. But what if you ordered the spicy wings? And these things just came right out of the oven. They are like, spicy. Or, or the fryer. Or whatever yeah, the fuck they are. Yes. Hooters hot wings are really hot. That's one thing I'll give them. All right, I'd you know what? These things out. <laughs> I, as I get older, I can't eat super hot things because it goes in one end and it fucking explodes out the other. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts the next day pooping. I can't imagine the same day in my veggie veggie. Well, I don't have a veggie veggie, but you know, if I did, I can't imagine 
Maybe I do, maybe I don't. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just put one under your armpit and see what happens. <laughs> oh, if that's close enough. I can't so. imagine. I want I want you to grow your underarm hair so when I fuck it, it feels like the real thing. <laughs> so, uh, in this case, I, I got to award two idiots of the weeks with this story because obviously Jessica Sinclair, idiot of the week, number one. Yeah, Hooters, Justin, you're yeah. a dumb bitch. Hire him. <laughs> yeah. And the dumbass at Hooters that hired her is the, is the second idiot of the week. Come on. I'm pretty sure I got a background check while working at Red Robin. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody does a background check when you get a job anywhere. Like, even a basic one. Boy. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. Fuck them. So, uh, note to uh, everybody don't stick. Uh, Hooters hot wings in your vagina and serve them to people, you might get 20 years in jail. Holy shit. Holy shit. Crazy. That's crazy. How did her coworkers know she was on the rag? Was she bragging about it? She's like, I'm on my period and I put my period juice up on this here chicken wing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe because, I mean, they did watch her do it. So I'm thinking maybe like she put in a, a plain wing. And it came out extra spicy. So they're like, oh, wait a minute. There's a sauce in that wing. Was, I didn't sauce that wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how she got caught. <laughs> Did it say in the article how she got caught? It said her coworker saw her do it. So, like, imagine you walk into the kitchen. <laughs> Fuck table number 13. I'll show them. <laughs> what, was that TV, what was that movie called? Waiting or something? Yes, Waiting was so good. You know yeah, what? So they messed it up for everybody. They, 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 uh, because they, they fucked with people's food in that movie, yep. right? They put yep. like, snot rockets and things on toast. Yep. This is yep. a bad example. How are the one before that even? Remember uh, Road Trip when oh, the yeah. skinny guy tries to replace his French toast because he didn't ask for powdered sugar in it? So then the guy, oh, sure, don't worry. I'll, I'll replace this. Don't worry. And then he goes to the kitchen. And he's like, yeah, he's licking. He's putting them up his ass. <laughs> Here you go. I made them fresh just for you. And the guy's eating them. He's like, mm, it's good. <laughs> Fellas, let me tell you something I learned in college. Having a good grooming routine down below is very important because you never know when someone's going to text you at three in the morning and be all like, hey, you up? So your boy's got to be ready. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, the Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. This bad boy stacked, Mr. Moe! The Lawnmower 4 body trimmer and weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer features proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess 
In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free Ultra Premium deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. And of course, we shouldn't save a signature scent for a pits, folks. So use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to make sure your go-to smell is top shelf and not sweaty balls. Like Sebo's cousin Billy. That boy stings. Yeah. So Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. So make sure you get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FRATCHAT. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. Uh, But anyway, speaking of movies, it's time to get right to it, Mr. Morrow. Because we here at the Frat Chat Podcast have one thing in common. We love 80s movies. We fucking love them. And we've seen a lot of them. Maybe because Simo was born in like 1979, you know what I mean? So he uh, was able to binge watch through all these movies. Uh, I came in in the late 80s, but I'm still a big fan of these movies. So this is what we're going to do this week. This episode's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a good one. But it's going to be a hard one. Because we're going to put together all of these 80s movies that we know and love. And we're going to have them face off in a little tournament. In the quest to win the title of the greatest 80s movie of all time. Yeah. You know what? I was watching this. um, I was watching um, uh, this video on YouTube. And they had a bunch of. 80s movies that were ranked by Rolling Stone and my favorites weren't on the list. So with with today's podcast, I want Rolling Stone to hear this. You suck butthole. If I were the Hooters, (laughs) I would put hot wings in my blooded up vagina and I would serve it to your punk ass. That's what I think of you, Rolling Stone. Yeah, fuck you, Rolling Stone. You made CMO sad. Now we're taking your Hooters for some wings. So yeah, uh, this is quite simple we're going to uh uh we're going to have a little tournament here and we have a pretty damn good bracket okay you have these movies facing off and shit it's pretty epic stuff uh and then we're gonna see the winner who is the best damn 80s movie of all time it's that simple it's really that simple with hot wings and my nasties i rock (laughs) <laughs> Hot wings in my nasties and true classic tees making me look good. And no, my nasties are nice and clean because of Manscaped, which you can save 20% off by using promo code. So my face. Free shipping. Let's be honest. Do you use Manscaped <laughs> products on your face? I do sometimes. No. No, I can't. You can't. What? Do you use it on your face too? Yep. I use on my nasties and my face. Ah, oh, dude! In the ad, we talk about how you should literally have your own grooming one and a face one. I have my but own I like one. it on my I face use- more than my other razors. <laughs> it's fantastic. And and I rinse it off. Yeah. But I use my nut razor on my fucking face, and I love it. Look at this. You rinse it off. But then you complain about the guy that we put uh, dildos and their uh, dishwasher. Is that the same thing? They're washed off. I'm not. I'm not putting the razor in my mouth. 
now, so when you're doing this little part right here with the lip, <laughs> it's, it's at least like you're giving your balls a kiss every time. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little kiss. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> On that note, it's time to get to it. So, we have these movies paired off by the type of movies they are. So, some of these are going to be very challenging. But other than that, oh god! So I'm gonna read the movies that we have in the bracket, so everybody knows what's going on. We have The Goonies. We have yes. The Breakfast Club. We yes. have Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. We have Disney's The Little Mermaid. Yes. We have Ghostbusters. Yes. We have Beetlejuice. We yes. have Back to the Future. We have mm. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Yes. We have Big. We have yes. The Blues Brothers. We yes. have Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. We have Risky Business. Yes. We have Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. We have uh, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Last Ark. Yes. We have The Terminator. We have yes. Die Hard. Yes. We have Gremlins. We have E.T. Yes. E. The Extraterrestrials. We have The Shining. We have Aliens. And we have Rambo First Blood and Rocky Three. So, yeah. It's going to be epic. Wait. Rambo epic. and Rocky are the same actor, aren't they? Same actor. Yeah. And that's they came off. a tough one. We'll leave that the 80s end. 80s legends, brothers. And no, Rambo First Blood is the first one. Rocky 3 is Rocky 3 is the third one. But I do feel like Rocky 3 might be my favorite of all the Rockies. It's tough. It's a really good one. So we'll see. This is going to be a tough one. I feel Thank like this you. is going to be tough, too. <laughs> that's Rocky 3 is where he learns to eye of the tiger. So, kind of legend. But anyways, I feel like some of these are going to be very tough. Uh. I'm not, I'm not excited for some of these because I feel like I'm going to have to stab some of my favorite movies in the back. But we'll see. We'll see. What okay, I'm ready. So let's get right to it. The first one, we have The Goonies versus The Breakfast Club. Two very classic 80s. Yeah, I feel like The Goonies already knows the story about these kids uh, looking for this underground treasure. And they have crazy adventures along the way. They have the little fat one and they make do the truffle shuffle. I think the Asian kid from Indiana Jones is the Asian kid there. I hope it's the right kid or else I'm going to be called racist. Uh, <laughs> and what is the name of, uh, was it Martha, the lady in the Goonies? Or was her? Andy? No, the lady, the bad lady in the Goonies. What was her, what was her name? Uh, their last name was like Cucciarelli or something or the Stranelli. The Fratelli, Mama Fratelli. That's Fratelli. what it was. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> I got a vagina on the brain. <laughs> Always me. I'll be singing about Vigibiaggi. Okay. Let's face it, Mr. Mo. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs. But most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas. You are wearing the wrong clothes. True classic tees taper off toward the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. Like many people, I put on a few pounds during quarantine, all right? I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to go on for a few months longer than it did. Then all of a sudden, it was time to go outside again, and I was not ready to see how I fit into my clothes. It was quite the confidence killer. However, I got to say, I wore this very shirt on stage the other night, and I felt so good. Plus, I've been working out, and it really accentuates the guns on me. And it makes my Berlin man chest look good, too. 
It's the best fitting t-shirt ever, Mr. Mo, ever. Not only are you finally getting a t-shirt designed for the male body, but the first thing you'll notice is just how soft it is. Get ready to make a thrift shop run because you won't be able to get back the cheap materials once you try these. And True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They're your one-stop shop for men's essentials. In fact, they make it super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a patch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable, all of their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. They have this dope pack builder on their website where you can custom bundle all their essential products and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. And for any of the big boys out there, they have long body options for the tall guys and up to triple X on their staple colors. Whether you have abs or flabs, their clothes look great on all body types. Let's stop beer belly shaming with better clothes. And yes, dads, listen up. The ladies listening know exactly what we're talking about, too. Big dudes, small dudes, my dudes, dudes. True Classic has you covered. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code FRATCHAT and get free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. And they have Sloth in the movie who just loved his chocolate. Sometimes uh, I wonder, this, is Sloth, is that just a... An 80s take on like a birth defect. I guess everybody referenced that they they drop slop. You can't drop someone and he just becomes like a six foot five monster. I feel like he probably was uh, had like Down syndrome or maybe just fetal alcohol syndrome. And then they were like, let's just make him a monster in this movie. Like, uh, I don't know. That's nice. So I just Google it and it says it includes dropping and shaken baby syndrome, etc. So I guess they just shook the baby until he became sloth. Oh, Go. wow. <laughs> yeah. Here you guys. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> of course, the, the Breakfast Club will know as uh, Emilio Estevez's uh, young debut, I think. I think it was his first movie, but it's the first act. Was his movie, first movie? I, th- I don't know. I don't know. Actually, he looks I don't know. a little, little, claim that. He looks a little too white to have that last name. <laughs> well, he did make <laughs> that. Uh, he, he is Martin Sheen's son. So that is, uh, that Isn't it so weird that his brother is Charlie Sheen? Yeah. And they don't use. But they sound so much alike and they sort of look like that. <clears throat> it's, it's weird to me, though, that one went with the Sheen name and the other one didn't. But whatever. Uh, so they get it. These kids get in trouble. You go to detention, and it's you know like like Emilio Estevez plays the cool kid, like like the jock. You have uh, a nerd. You have like uh, the class punk. Uh, you have the cool uh, preppy girl and shit, played by Molly Ringwald. A so, ginger. Eh. Yes, he was super ginger, which is. Uh, the first time I've ever seen a ginger be popular. Sorry, Nate Gonzalez. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, he's pretty cool. <laughs> I love both movies, but I feel like um, now that I'm no longer an adolescent girl and I'm a grown man, I still have an appre- more appreciation for Goonies than I do The Breakfast Club. I feel like yes, the, the, the Breakfast Club appeals to a particular like, 
age range. But the Goonies yeah. is classic forever. So much well, adventure. Well, I will say the Goonies is obviously a kids' movie, but I was watching The Breakfast Club very recently, actually, and uh, I just remember it really is about that that mindset you're in as a teenager where it's like, it's me versus the world. You can't totally. tell me what to do, man. The man's not going to hold us down. I don't care what you look at us like, you know? So, yeah, it's like like that teen angst of like that depressive face where you go through as a kid where you fucking feel like everybody hates you. Meanwhile, the Goonies, it's like this fun, funny, cool adventure. There's like a lot going on. It just... It lets this happy feeling in my tummy go off when I felt like a kid. It's, I don't know. It makes you happy. Yeah, I'm with you. I think The Goonies takes this one. Yeah. Sorry, Emilio. And neither movie was on Rolling Stone's list of 100 best 80s movies. Neither of them made the list. What? That's why Rolling Stone's fucking stupid, bruh. Yeah, no, that's dumb. How are you going to make an 80s movie and not include these two classics? Uh, sorry, Rolling Stone, but your uh, journalistic integrity is being called into question right now. So just saying. Just saying. Okay. On to the next round. We have uh, two cartoon classics, though one of them is mixed with people. We have Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yes. 1988, versus The Little Mermaid, Under the Sea, Under the Sea, Under the Sea. <laughs> the seaweed uh, is always greener. Somebody is <laughs> You dream about going up there, that, but that is a big crap. mistake. <laughs> Look at the world around you right here on the ocean floor. You got the Jamaican crab getting high under the sea with his <laughs> green weed. But you have Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is a classic awesome movie mixing humans with cartoons where you're literally finding out the case of who framed roger rabbit uh it has the bad guy in it christopher uh, lloyd christopher lloyd from back to the future and he does great i actually took me years to realize that was him it's crazy how much he could shapeshift in his movies and i mean talk about being ahead of its time like this movie was made in 1988 and like it was like a seamless, flawless cut of these humans working with these cartoons, and it looked like all one world, which I'm not going to lie, for a young Carlos Garcia who loved his cartoons, I was very excited to the possibility of one day being able to hang out in my favorite cartoons. Totally. Awesome. And I have so many good cameos in that movie. Like Donald Duck and Daffy Duck had it out, didn't they? Yes. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, that movie just – did so much for me as far as making me laugh. It was like the pop culture references, the way it's, it's filmed, done, put together, and how funny it is that I have to go with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, I just love that movie. Um, I got, I got Hubby snoring next to me. <laughs> I gotta roll him over. <laughs> Baby, you're snoring so loud in my microphone. That's why I don't record next to my significant <laughs> other. You're snoring. Julie, so <laughs> um, <laughs> here he is. Good morning. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to it. Who hey, framed so Roger Rabbit? Okay, so this is the way I see it. Hugh Fame Roger Rabbit is 
a very interesting plot line. But when I think about it, although I love the musical numbers in um, in Little Mermaid, I kind of think it's a stupid storyline in the sense that mermaids historically are known as sirens, right? And they used to use yep. their voice to attract fishermen and boat dudes, and then they would eat them. And so I feel like Ursula taking away Ariel's voice... It's was probably thing. better for the community. <laughs> she just wanted to eat Prince Eric's head. That's all. Yeah, she's really. probably going to eat him. She was like, ah, ah, And then he shows up, and then, like, Hooter's wings come out of her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> and engulf him. <laughs> I don't trust these bitches. That is why I am gay. So, <laughs> I, I just kind of, part of me feels like, um... Yeah, Hugh Fame Roger Rabbit is uh, more of a story that I want my kids to, to hear one day. Now, here's my question. Uh, how does how would Prince Eric and Ariel, you know, <laughs> you know, the bottom half is a fish. So is this just like a oral sex only relationship? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or is he just banging the fish side and hoping his kids don't come out fishy? I don't know. You should think of know. these things. Though. You have to think about these things. You have to be practical in a relationship, you guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> Prince Eric can bang me. <laughs> so yeah, my vote goes to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think it's more iconic for the era. And then if you told me that Little Mermaid was made in the sixties, seventies, eighties, two thousands, I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's it's representative of a particular time period. But yeah. but Who Framed Roger Rabbit, classic eighties movie. That's yeah, my vote. For sure, for sure, I'm with you. So all right, so that one will move on. To round two. And now we're going to get going to this one. Is the battle of uh, eerie comedy 80s movies. We have 1984's Ghostbusters versus yes. 1988's Beetlejuice. Oh, fuck. Don't say it three times. This is a tough one. This is. Oh, my gosh. They're one. both fantastic movies. This is tough. And they're funny. They're dark. Great casts. I had to go with Ghostbusters. I had a Ghostbusters themed Fruit Loom underpants, and I would I would pull my pants down and stick my ass on a lamp because you had to charge the glow in the dark, and then I would turn the lights off in the bathroom and look at my ass in the mirror. <laughs> I would just stretch out my foreskin and pretend it was the Ghostbusters uh, vacuums. Oh, nice! Oh, fun! I'm ghost hunting, mom. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta go. I actually have to agree. Uh, this one was, and I have to say, it's tough because Beetlejuice is one of those movies that to this day people are clamoring for a sequel because it's that good. You got a young Winona Ryder there. Michael Keaton is so goddamn good. It's really Tim Burton at his best. But Captain O'Hara is great too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But in Ghostbusters, you had this really funny cast working together. 
Uh, I mean, the story itself is one that led to cartoon spinoffs, other sequels. People to this day are fucking remaking that movie. It's it became so much more than a cult classic. It's like it was became a fucking phenomenon. Like the Ghostbusters were a fucking it in the 80s so it's hard to dismiss that and, and honestly if i were to watch both movies right now i think i would probably enjoy ghostbusters more beetlejuice is a little darker it has it's a little weirder of a movie which i do enjoy but it's like an all-around movie that if i was gonna just sit around and, and, and watch my family and have a few laughs probably go with ghostbusters i i have to go with ghostbusters that's more of a cultural phenomenon i can't think of any beetlejuice songs but i can think of the ghostbusters song ghostbusters uh this next one is also going to be uh quite a tough one because it is actually two movies about time travel two very funny comedy movies that i fucking love we have 1985's Back to the Future versus 1989's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, excellent. excellent. So, surprisingly, I was actually born in 1985, despite these uh. wrinkles. So, <laughs> I don't remember Back to the Future 1. I remember the second one. I actually saw the second one in the theaters. But I don't remember the first one. And I know that it was a big movie. But I, I just don't remember. Um, I love Bill and Ted. Love I, used, I used to quote and that the movie. The new one is really funny. Oh, really? Yeah, the, uh, I if you haven't that. seen it, the the new one is actually, I think, the funniest of the three. Oh, as really? Because the, the first two, I mean, the first two are written like a very 80s, early 90s kind of way. Uh, so I think the new one really developed the comedy writing in it. But it's is Keanu so Reeves the new one? silly. Yes, and I mean, they're, they're both the OG guys are in it. Both Bill and Ted are in it. Uh, it's so excellent, and it's so ridiculous and out there, and they just fucking go for it. It's really fucking funny. It's really worth the watch. And they like basically, it's not a spoiler, but they meet a bunch of different versions of themselves from different universes and stuff. One of them where they're like the rock stars and they were super rich. One of them they were like these like poor schmucks who still have a band, but they do like they play for like two people. Uh, so they start meeting all their different versions and stuff. And honestly, it's ridiculous how funny it is. I love it. And I kind of want to watch it again. So, <laughs> but, but this is not the one on, on question. This is not the one being tested. We're talking about the OG Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 1989. I don't know. It's tough. If I were to sit down and think, if I was going to show us Mario, a classic 80s movie, although I would prefer watching bill and ted i feel like um back to the future is such a much more of a cultural phenomenon that that uh i would have to go with that i i think that back to the future one two and three again with christopher lloyd who is one of my favorite actors from the 80s Mm -hmm. i i i feel like that's iconic you have to go with that and those movies all I mean, that trilogy, I guess it was, it had to have been written with everything in mind because they all flow into the first one flows into the second one, the second one flows into the third. So the story keeps going and it's not like a weird uh, sequel type thing. And with that being said, like, there were, I remember, remember the ride? I think it was Universal. You would literally drive the car and there was this whole thing. You're part of the thing. I don't know. I've never been there before. 
Oh, it was awesome. I've never been in Universal Studios or Disney World because my parents oh, wow. hate me. Yeah, I was going to say my parents did love me, so I went to both of those. You know where I went in the summer? The grandma's house. Where my <laughs> uncle Todd and Carolyn have a farm at a scoop group. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds misbehaved. Oh no, no, man, that sounds really exciting. Like I'm kind of jealous that I was, you know, in a theme park surrounded by people who love me and all the rides I could have. You're surrounded by diddlers. Be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Had to get my picture with uh, Mickey Mouse, but the guy under the Mickey Mouse had priors. (laughs) 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 It wasn't really Mickey, Uh, but I think I think Back to the Future. I think Bill and Ted's is a really funny movie, but I think that was kind of written. To more like slapstick stonery laughs versus Back to the Future is an overall better written movie. I think the whole family. Is, yes, I think it's funny, but I think you also like really you see the stakes in it for these guys, you know, for these characters. Like in the first one, it's Marty has to go back because you know his everything's being erased and stuff. So you're seeing uh, what happens if he doesn't introduce his parents and it's like this whole shit's going on. So I don't know. I feel like the stakes were just higher in the first one and it just made you, it, it was more of a thrill ride and it was funny and it had everything. What was his on. name? Marty so, McFly. Marty McFly. Doesn't it sound like a McDonald's menu item? It should have been the McFly. <laughs> that totally should have been like a chicken sandwich or something. Yeah. And no one calls him chicken. Okay, so that one wins. What's next on the list? Back to the Future. Okay, so this next one, we have Tom Hanks' Big in 1988 versus uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, John Belushi and uh, the Blues Brothers. (sighs) So I um, I had to go with Blues Brothers to me. I love all those movies. I'm on a mission from God. I love a good Chicago comedy. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, now, let me think. Because Big Big has so many legendary scenes, too. Like Tom Hanks uh, on the little ground keyboard doing a little thing. Oh, yeah. I remember that. You know, so many. That, the concept of it. I know it's been done since with uh, that uh, Zac Efron movie and uh, uh, Matthew Perry from Friends. Where mm-hmm. He's like 17 again, I think is the name of the movie. I know, I know the plot has been done more than the Blues Brothers, but it is a damn good movie. So this was tough for me. I have to think. <sighs> nah, you're right, man. I can't, I, can't, I can't say no to John Belushi. I'll give it to the Blues Brothers. But note... This is just for the Blues Brothers. When Jim Belushi comes along and takes over, eh, it's not the same. Like, I know they're still touring. Jim Belushi's out there with Dan Aykroyd, and they, they do Blues Brothers shit uh, to this day. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of like when Van Halen gets rid of David Lee Roth. You know what I mean? It's, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Aretha Franklin saying respect in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. I mean, God, you good. you can't think. Of, I can't think of a more all star cast. And then later yeah. installments, they had like Erica Badu. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't not put some respect on Aretha Franklin's name. So uh, you're right. You are right. I'm going to agree with Mr. Simo, and I'm going to give uh, good old 
blues brother, the mix brother. So yeah, those uh we'll go with that. So blues brothers makes it on to the next round. Okay. And <laughs> I'm excited for this next one. Uh this next category or this next uh bracket, this next up, this next contest. We got ourselves two epic adventures. One where uh a teenager's left home alone and uh has home alone? Own. <laughs> no. <laughs> Close. <laughs> we got Tom Cruise's 1983's Risky Business versus the quest for a young man to retrieve my bike and Pee Wee's big adventure. Ha 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 You sound just like that. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. <laughs> it's so good, dude. And I mean, I have to say, I love Risky Business. Of course, everybody knows the iconic sock sliding scene with Tom Cruise and he's dancing to old time rock and roll and his little tidy whities and his, and his sunglasses and his, and his little button down. But fuck man, Pee Wee's big adventure to this day is one of the funniest movies out there. Like I actually just showed Julie that movie this year. Cause she had never seen it. Oh we really? Were cracking up like fucking idiots. We might actually even be Pee Wee and Dottie, the girl uh, at the bike store that he ends up with for Halloween. It's that good. When he's when he gets stuck, for example, when he has to, uh, uh, he goes to the biker bar and he knocks down all their bikes and they're about to kill him. But he's like, "I got something for you." And he puts on those white shoes and he starts doing the dance with tequila. <laughs> when he, the whole thing is that he gets convinced that his bike, which was stolen and it's like his most precious possession, was. Taken to the Alamo in Texas, and this is by uh, one of those like bullshit uh, psychics as well, and tells her that in the basement of the Alamo is where his bike is stored. There's no fucking basement in the Alamo, but then he makes this whole journey to go to the Alamo and retrieve his bike and with hilarious results. So the fact that he's a big old man child is so funny to me. I mean, he has his own house, but he's literally like a child. Uh, the way he he feuds with that guy Francis, the chubby guy. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Wait, doesn't, doesn't he give Francis weird gum? Yes, and it's like starts like like leaking out of his mouth. Then he gives this to his dad too. <laughs> um, and then I haven't seen it. I gotta go with Pee Wee's. I I would agree with that. I, to be honest, I've never seen Risky Business. Oh, really? It's a yeah. good movie, dude. I mean, it's, but it's kind of just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it almost seems like, like they just really ramped up, exaggerate. I know Pee Wee's is an overly ridiculous movie, but it's supposed to be ridiculous. But Risky Business, it's like, really, dude, you're just like, you're, you're fucking home alone. Like, just order some pizza. Yeah. Stay in, bring your girlfriend over. Like what's <laughs> you're doing way too much with your wait time. Maybe just, you know, uh, have a party, you know, have some Did friends TV over Herman get in trouble for masturbating <laughs> in a movie theater. 
Yeah, he was checking was out. Was it a movie in theater? A movie. Well, was it in like a it porno was, show? But it was a porn movie theater. Aren't you supposed to touch yourself in those? Yeah, those things are already super weird. The people who are there are super sketchy. So anybody in that room, I'm already like, eh, it's fucking weird as it is. But like, what's the point? If you're going to have a fucking porn room, the seats are going to be sticky. That's the expectation that I have. The guy that you know, plays PB Herman is named Paul Rubenfeld. Paul Rubens. Yeah. And he is 69 years old. And Pornography arrest. Let's see. November 2002, while filming Dave Chappelle's video for Elton John's This Train Don't Stop There Anymore, Rubens learned that police were at his home with a search warrant, acting on a tip from a witness in the pornography case against actor Jeffrey Jones. Finding among over 70,000 items of kitsch memorabilia, two grainy videotapes, and dozens of photographs that the city's attorney office characterized as a collection of child pornography. Oh no! That's not good. But I thought he got in trouble for something else. Oh, 1991. He was arrested in Sarasota, Florida for mastery during a film and adult movie theater. Well, you know, adult movie theaters, I mean, what else are you going to do there? Because I feel like I feel like there's so many bars. There, there's a bar in Sarasota right right by the um, – it's, it's, it's all old people that go to Sarasota. And there's like a Sarasota opera house. So all these old guys go watch opera. And then they go like across the street to this gay bar and they touch each other. So this part of me is like if you can go – to a gay bar that's like a themed to do nasty things and that's okay but down the street you go to a um porno movie theater and you're not allowed to touch each other it's like who cares you know what you're walking into uh, yeah it's like a fucking porn theater leaving the guy alone and another time they got him he got in trouble for jerking off at his own house oh crazy. really yeah he's i do off that twice house. a day yeah, like, what the fuck? So, I don't know. I feel like uh, he got unfairly jailed for the, for, the, for the movie stuff. Kid stuff. Fucking weird. But uh, this isn't about that, Simo. This is about Pee-wee's Pee-wee. This is about his movie. <laughs> so, I vote Pee-wee. Yeah. So, we got Pee-wee moving on. Happy birthday, Pee-wee. We couldn't do that to you on your birthday. So, Pee-wee moves on. And now on to the next one. Ooh, these are two pretty epic 80s movies. We have 1980s Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, up against Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> when I think of Star Wars, I don't think the 80s. I think the 70s. What you, you think of the 70s? Well, this was the last one uh, of it. But I will say, I don't know. I kind of, for this one, I think 80s. But I just... It's tough to get to not give it to this one because it has the epic uh, Luke, I am your father moment in it. Uh, actually, no, that's not even what he says. He says, no, I am your father. That's what he says. That's what he says. That's the moment. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta I am here. your father. Daddy? Yeah, you got you to gotta have more bass in it. You know what I mean? Uh, it is Earl, Luke, James Earl Jones. I am your father. <laughs> but less emphasis on my end. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, no, I am your father. And then breathe heavily. I am your father. 
Like when your uncle calls you on the phone, but he doesn't say anything, he just breathes. Just that's how you gotta breathe. I know you're there, Uncle Billy. That's finished the orange juice in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh shit, Luke, um, I need a roll of toilet paper in the bathroom. <laughs> Imagine that guy. Uh, Oh, God. Imagine that guy uh, calls you over at night for anything. I'm like, so you got that going on in there. But in Raiders of the Last Ark, you have that epic uh, melting scene with the Nazis where they just like, oh, that's that's that one. I thought the Raiders of the Lost Ark was the one where. they had the big the stones, and they pulled out the guy's heart. Uh, no, I think that one that one was earlier. Uh, oh, is that Temple of Doom or something? Yeah. Oh Temple yeah, that's the Temple. That's later. Is that earlier or later? I can't remember my Indiana Jones timelines right now, but I do know that uh, Raiders of the Last Ark was the Nazi one with the face melting. Uh, and man, that is such an epic fucking movie, but. The Star Wars, it was, even though it's, you know, it's bringing all this epicness that's happened in the prior movies to an end. So, I don't know. This is tough. I have to think. So, you go first. <laughs> I know you're going to you're gonna side with Star Wars. I'll let you have that. I, I you like, think I'm going to side with Star Wars? I don't know. Because I'm a big Harrison Ford guy who's actually in both. This is another one where we have an, an actor in both movies facing off here. So, either way, it, he's happy. I think Indiana Jones... Is such a badass. I love Indiana Jones. I think Star Wars is a movie for losers. <laughs> but a note, I kind of even want to lean a little bit Raiders of the Lost Star. It was the highest uh, grossing movie of the year. It made $330 million, which is in 1981 is fucking nuts. I mean, I'm sure Star Wars made probably even more actually at the end of the day i don't even know why i'm comparing numbers because we throw the, the all the star wars nerds out there who watch like 13 times makes sense but i don't know man i feel like i love star wars i do but i do feel like raiders of the lost ark was the cooler movie all around and you get to see him kill nazis dude like you know if that doesn't make you happy yeah, I like that. Does. Whenever someone says, may the fourth be with you, I think to myself, okay, they were bridges in high school. <laughs> hey, I had sex in high school, and I watched Star Wars. <laughs> was this a real girl? It was a muffin. Thank you. <laughs> it was a muffin. Blue- blueberry muffin. <laughs> I turned it into a pastry. <laughs> it was apple pie. Warm apple pie. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next one. We got another one, another battle of uh, 80s action stars. You got The Terminator. I'll be back versus Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I think Die Hard is a Christmas movie and Terminator is an everyday movie. <laughs> but it's that Die Hard is an action Christmas movie. You can, you know what I mean, you don't have to watch it during Christmas. I could watch Die Hard right now, but the Terminator. I mean, it's such a fucking good movie. I think it was. I mean, it was way ahead of its time. Uh, I'll be back. Yeah, and Arnold. Australista, I mean, baby. 
he's so scary in that. And he, he literally has three lines of the whole movie, but he's terrified. And that's another movie that I recently showed Julie. And she was like, she thought the Terminator was going to suck. And she was like, so into it that we ended up watching the whole Terminator series. The second one, he was a good guy. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Cause he's a robot. You know, he's programmed to terminate and defend whoever. So that's the thing. The second one, he's programmed to help this, this, uh, John Connor versus the first one. He has to kill him. So, you know what? It's a robot that looks a certain way. I think Terminator has more sex appeal. I don't know what it is about (laughs) Die Hard that makes women, you know, swoon over Bruce Willis. Why do people think he's so attractive? He's just an average Joe with a receding hairline. I just don't understand. He never did it for me in the 80s. Uh, I have to say, when he shaved his head and went full bald, I, I could see it. Because he's cool. And he's like he's like a cool dude. I don't know. I think he's likable. Uh, I think he'd be a fun fun guy. He just, to me, is like the epitome of like a mechanic. He just looks like <laughs> he would be like a mechanic. Yeah, it looks like a bartender to me. You know, he'd be like that cool bartender. But fuck it. He's famous, filthy rich. Uh, currently undergoing some health issues, so we wish him well. But uh, yeah, I got to I got to Terminator. Terminator. Well, I've, obviously, girls like Terminator because it's got a strong female lead in there, uh, overcoming all odds, taking off life. She was a waitress when this movie starts, and at the end oh, of it, really she's saving the world. Yeah, yeah I did not so know cool. that. And then in the second one, she's already a badass because of the events of the first. So she starts training and shit, and you know. But in the first one, she just starts out as a simple waitress, just living her life, man. She just wants to go home that night and hang out with her friends. When this fucking robot shows up out of nowhere and starts shooting everybody, shoots her roommate and shit. And then this guy, this sexy naked guy, shows up like, "Come with me if you want to live." And I don't know. The stakes are crazy. Uh, it's it's a, a scary action movie like i remember when he when the, the scene at the police station when he's taking down the entire police department and you're thinking these guys surely must be able to protect her she's safe and then the terminator the shows police. up calling the terminator. <laughs> they, they could they couldn't even stop arnold schwarzenegger right defund them <laughs> but uh, i i gotta give it to terminator i think it's just a better movie it's a, but die hard is great don't get me wrong i don't want to say it. it's just the terminator you can't you can't beat that so all right, Terminator it is. Okay. Uh, the next one we have, ooh, this is a good one because we have two battles of lovable creatures. We have 1984's Gremlins versus 1982's E.T., the extraterrestrial Well, I named my puppy as a kid. I named it Gizmo. Ah, and we had a friend that we named him E.T. because he looked like an alien. Uh, He's all skinny and shit. Yeah. (laughs) So we we named him E.T. E.T. Phone Home. E.T. Phone Home. Uh, Honestly, I know I'm probably supposed to like E.T. better. It's a Steven Spielberg film, but the Gremlins is so goddamn funny and like wacky and, and, and adorable that I think I think I love the gremlins more gizmo is such a cute awesome character but all those wacky gremlins that come out you know what i mean <laughs> they'll have like a woman gremlin with like I, I, right. <laughs> <I see. laughs> i think et had more of an impact than the gremlins i prefer the gremlins but i had to vote for et just because Ooh. you got drew barrymore 
as a kid in it. I mean, like, can you name any actors that are in the Gremlins? No, I can't. I can't name. I can't name one actor who's been in the Gremlins. When you see a, if you see a kid <sighs> on a bike flying over the moon, you think that's ET. When you see uh, a, a a monster with lipstick, you don't think Gremlins. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. I'll definitely give you that. You know what? I'll give you that. <gasps> Does ET right. stand for extraterrestrial? Oh my fucking god! You didn't know that. What? Yes. <laughs> oh wow. ET the extraterrestrial. What? <laughs> I just thought that that was the only two letters that the little animal knew. I don't know. Oh, my God. But he knew words. He was like, friend. E. T. Okay, great. (laughs) I'll call you that. (laughs) Sure. Sure, buddy. Whatever you say. All right, fine. I'll give it to you. I guess you can't really knock down uh, Steven Spielberg from this list in round one either. You know, so, okay. Didn't you meet him? Uh, well, I was an extra and, uh, the remake of, uh, West Side Story. So <laughs> I didn't get to talk to him or anything, but I'm pretty sure he farted in my general direction. You know? Wow. What an honor. Was, and it was a hot summer day too. So it really stunk like eggs. Mm, so, yummy. You know, that's how stars are born. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me taste it all. <laughs> I can taste your breakfast, that Steven. I love your work. Like talent. <laughs> That's how my career took off. <laughs> all right, so yummy, uh, yummy. E. My tummy. wins. Okay, and the next up, we have two, which I guess I'll classify as horror films. You have 1980s The Shining, which is definitely a horror film, versus 1986's Aliens. It's definitely terrifying. I'm like, oh, that movie's scary. <sighs> They're both scary to me. But uh, I have to say, man, how do you top The Shining? The Shining is one of the most, not only one of the best 80s movies of all time, but it's one of the best horror movies of all time. That I agree with you. Here's Johnny! This God, it gives me fucking goosebumps. Like when he just smashes the shit out of that door. He's just full manic, and you have, you know, Jack Nicholson's crazy eyes. He just makes his face, and he's, oh, my God. It's fucking crazy. I agree with you. I think that the performances are much better. Although I love yeah. Alien, I don't love, love it for the performances. I love it for the special effects. Yes, exactly. And I love Sigourney Weaver. Don't get me wrong. Great actress. But, yeah, The Shining is so good. And there's way less actors in that. Uh, it's just, you know, they're stuck in this house. All this shit's happening when the little boys in the tricycle and shit. Oh, my God. The, the twins playing. are horrifying. The twins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. This was an easy one. The Shining moves on. And now it brings us to the last of this first round. And uh, this is the battle of the Sylvester Stallones, brother. We have 1982's Rambo First Blood versus also the same year, 1982's Rocky III. He's a very busy boy. That's who I was. I had a Rambo coloring book. <laughs> what What does that even look like? Is it, is it just well, shirtless Sylvester my, Stallone? Or you have to yeah, but with, <laughs> but with my crayons. You know what's funny is that I, the, I, I vividly remember coloring 
nipples on a Rambo. And my parents were like, why did you do this? I had like hot pink nipples. I was like, why did, why did they forget the nipples on this character? He needs nipples. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, that's how they knew you were gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where am I going to get my milk from? <laughs> and, uh, and Rambo, I mean, at the time of First Blood, he wasn't uh, in, in the best shape, I have to say. But, fuck, he really, by Rocky Three, he was ripped. So, I guess one yeah. film. Wasn't he in a porno? Yes, he was, before he was famous. He did it, he did it for the movie. Uh, he did it for the money because <laughs> he was really broke, man. People don't, some people don't realize like Sylvester Stallone used the last of his money uh, to make, to, to actually purchase uh, boxing tickets to see uh, this short circuit TV fight. This is before, this is basically like pay-per-view, but you could go to movie theaters and see like sporting events and shit like that. And he saw this fight. And it was Muhammad Ali versus this guy, Chuck Webner, who was a fighter from Bayonne, New Jersey, actually, who was known as the Bayonne Bleeder. Literally, he would always be busted open every fight. And it was just a fight that everybody just thought Muhammad Ali would kill this guy. But on, like, the 10th round, Chuck Webner manages to knock down Muhammad Ali, and he became a superstar after that. And the fight went, went to, I think it went to decision, or Muhammad Ali ended it right before uh, the fight ended. But... This guy became a celebrity, and that's who Sylvester Stallone saw and inspired himself and decided to write Rocky. But before that, he was a hungry, struggling actor who had to sell his dog, literally, uh, to eat. And then he writes Rocky. He makes his money back, and he's able to purchase his dog for, like, almost a million dollars. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy how much this guy struggled uh, just for that. So it is crazy. I gotta, go, I gotta go with Rocky. You know, he just divorced his wife. He did. Sylvester Stallone. He did. I saw that. And it was uh, over a dog. It's getting- she didn't like his <laughs> Doberman Pinscher or something, right? Is that what happened? I don't. Know. I haven't read into it enough, but I do know that it's getting dirty apparently because she's she's trying to take the house and now she's talking shit about him. So who knows? But this is not. This isn't even his first. This is. I think this is like his third divorce. So he's all tatted he's not up. An easy guy to live with. Sylvester yeah, Stone is. is a sexy motherfucker. He's he's yeah, he's given total dad vibes. He's seventy five he like years a, old too. He looks like grand. a gay like daddy. Yeah, he could be his daddy. Uh, he's got a good style, you know. He, he guy's got money. He knows how to he knows how to spend it. Let's just say that. And that's actually I did I did read that uh, the wife is complaining, or I guess future ex wife that uh, he's spending all their money. Uh, so <laughs> what else do you do at 75? Yeah, he's 75. Like, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Yeah, he's 75. That's crazy. He is. Yeah, he, the, the guy, the guy's a legend. If you watch his workout videos, dude, it is the craziest shit you'll ever see. This guy is nuts. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you, dude. Rocky three to this. I mean, Rambo first blood is one of the sweetest, sickest action movies I've ever seen. I can't remember Rocky the plot three, in Rambo. Rocky III inspires me. Uh, Rambo, he uh, he comes back from the war, which I'm guessing is Vietnam, and uh, he's like walking through this small town when these cops start like harassing him, and then they basically like arrest him, and 
Basically, they drive out. He's like PTSD from the war, and he goes crazy, and he escapes the cops, and he's like, and then, then basically becomes a manhunt, uh, and he's like in the woods and stuff. So the cops are trying to catch this guy, but they don't know that he's a fucking badass uh, mercenary and shit that worked for the U.S. He's like a war hero who had made his shit in the jungles of Vietnam. So now they're in the woods trying to one up them, and he's just fucking them up. So badass movie. I have to say, such a sick movie. But Rocky Three, dude, Eye of the Tiger is one of the most inspiring goddamn things that I've ever seen. And when you watch that last fight, dude, this is note he loses to Mr. T in the first one. But when you watch the second time, this is after he gets trained by Apollo, and it's the Eye of the Tiger, and he's just fucking coming at Mr. T, and Mr. T's hitting him, and he's just like, yeah, hit me. You ain't bad. You ain't bad. Mr. T's punching. He's like, you ain't bad. And he's just talking shit, and he has his face like, you ain't bad. And then he just knocks him the fuck out. Mr. T goes down. Rocky for the W. Dude, that is one of the best moments in life. Sometimes I watch just that fight scene. Just to get pumped up in life. Like, literally, go on YouTube. It's like five minutes long. Do you watch, is it in your spank bank? Do you watch it to masturbate? <laughs> Do you I, don't, I don't even need to. When you watch that, you know, I'm friends with Mr. T's daughter. Yeah, Mr. T's really daughter, nice. her name's Erica. She's a comic in Chicago. She's so funny. Oh, really? Yeah. Does she? Does she pity the fool who don't laugh at her jokes? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> she oh, might. That's crazy. I didn't know she had a comic. Okay, so we're both going to go to Rocky 3. Okay, cool. That is great. Okay, we'll wrap up right here, you guys. Uh, we're going to pick up this epic tournament next week right here on the Frat Chat Podcast. You can find the conclusion of this. You'll find out what is the greatest 80s movie of all time. And note, moving forward, we have the following round. We have The Goonies versus Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We have Ghostbusters versus Back to the Future. Ooh. We have the Blues Brothers versus Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh. We have the Terminator versus E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Wow. And we have The Shining versus Rocky Three. Oh my God, so, they're all hard. Yeah, this is going to be crazy. Uh, so let us know your thoughts, you guys, by following us on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. Check out our YouTube page at tiny.cc slash Frat Chat Podcast. And let us know your thoughts on these picks that we already have and the bracket coming right up. I want to know your thoughts unless you write for Rolling Stone. And then I don't think your yeah. thoughts are valid. Fuck you, Rolling Stone. Yeah. Keep it rolling, Stone. And then... Make sure you give me a follow as well on all social channels at Carlos Does The World. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on TikTok. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Carlos Does World. And check out my YouTube page at tiny.cc slash Carlos Does The World. And make sure you follow my good buddy Simo over there at Chris.more.comedy on Instagram and TikTok. And see more comedy on Twitter. Well, he makes his weird faces again, which we never determine if they were racist or not. I'm going to say... <laughs> Let's get us out of here. <laughs> I both should do it during this meeting. I actually have to go poop, so this is perfect timing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I second number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll be back next week. We'll find out what the greatest goddamn movie of all 80s time is. So join us. See you. Peace. <laughs>